0: Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening. Thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Chris Maselli, bringing you another episode all about your Colorado Avalanche. And not a good day to be a Colorado Avalanche fan. The Colorado Avalanche lose out on the Taylor Hall sweepstakes and then go into St. Louis and lose pretty Handily to the St. Louis Blues, and uh, we will break all of that down. Uh, but first, like we always do, social media time follow the show on Twitter LOPN underscore avalanche is the Twitter handle. Follow on Instagram and Facebook, search by Locked On Avalanche, and send your emails to Locked On at gmail.com. Uh, any questions, comments, concerns, statements? How did the Avs look tonight? Are you upset that they didn't get Taylor Hall? Anything that's on your mind, and uh, we'll read it on the show and give you my take. So, uh, and also, I kind of just want to let you guys know, it's, there's like this cycle of sickness going around in my house. It's just, and I'm getting it again. So if, uh, if I sound a little out of it, I'm not. I'm, I'm just kind of maybe annoyed that I'm getting sick and that the Avalanche just lost too. So it's just a thing where... Uh, My kids get sick and then give it to my wife and I and then we give it back to our kids and then they give it back to my wife and I and it's just, we're in that loop because it's, you know, the winter time. So it is what it is and uh, I just have to make do. So I apologize in advance for, I'm going to minimize the coughing into the microphone. I'm not going to blow your guys ears out. So don't worry about that. But anyway, uh, we will start with uh, Taylor Hall. So we kind of found out. Around late afternoon, maybe around dinner time, I think notifications were hitting the smartphone saying that there's a Taylor Hall trade, and he did not go to Colorado. The Arizona Coyotes end, ended up with him, and the trade goes as follows. Uh, Coyotes sent conditional 2020 first-round pick, a conditional third-round pick. AHL center Nate Shar. And Nick Merkley and Defense Defenseman Kevin Ball. Now I am not familiar with the Coyotes Minor League system, so if I mispronounce those names, I apologize. Uh, but it seems like yeah, I don't think they're too difficult to pronounce. So in return, um the coyotes got obviously Taylor Hall and Center Blake Spears. Now I I read that this Nate Shar and the Nick Merkley were uh, wingers. So um, it, I mean, it doesn't matter. They they got three minor league players, three prospects, uh, and two conditional picks. Now the picks are that that uh, first round pick next year is top three protected. I I mean I don't imagine coyotes seem like they're a team trending up but you know anything can happen in the offseason um i can't anticipate that they would uh, not have, you know it's a lottery so maybe they would get a, a top 3 pick so um that is if they missed the playoffs but who knows that's that's next year so that's what they get for this year so um you know the question being on the avalanche is what did joe Sakic not want to give up um i think you know they like i said they had a offer on the table i think that offer was on the table when when they pulled him when the, the devils were playing colorado and i i this is where i want to be uh, kind of behind the scenes and see how things go on because how quickly did arizona did did taylor hall get pulled because of a colorado offer or a cardinals offer or cardinals I'm thinking football coyotes offer um if If it was a Colorado offer, did Arizona jump in hearing that? Because you know that they're watching that game and uh, hearing the news that Taylor Hall was pulled last second. Did they jump on the phone and say, don't pull that trigger yet, Uh, let's talk some more, we'll sweeten the deal? We, maybe we won't ever know that. I, 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 you know, maybe down the road we might hear something about it. I don't think this year you'll hear about it. Maybe, you know, in the offseason, Joe Sackick might come clean on what exactly their their offer was. But, uh, you know, if if that's what the Devils got in return, we can kind of speculate on what Colorado uh, was offering that wasn't good enough. So, you know, taking in from the Devils, taking in, uh, three prospects, and two draft picks. Did Joe Sackick not want to give them that third prospect? Was he giving two picks and two players? Uh, was he giving three picks, or excuse me, three players and, and one pick? I don't think the the draft picks were as important to Joe Sackick as the players. Uh, Colorado has had... Uh, very good drafts. They've drafted a lot of players in the last couple of years. You are expecting them to make the playoffs for the the next several seasons. So any pick you give them is going to be a late twenty, you know. And if you go to the Stanley Cup, uh, thirty or thirty one. So I don't think he was too concerned with that. I think it's got to be all about the players, and I think giving up three prospects was just too rich. For Joe Sakic's blood, and I can't really blame him for that. So if if Dallas is want, or excuse me, if uh, the Devils are wanting three prospects, who we can, who I mean, we can kind of play the guessing game, and, and why not? Um, who did they want? You know, uh, like I said, um, Bowen Byron is off the board. Do I think the Devils maybe at least mention his name? See what you know if the avalanche uh, would maybe include him. Why not? What, what's the harm in, in asking? I think that was taken off the board uh, relatively quickly, and I think the devils were kind of made aware look, we'll deal with you, but uh, Byron is off the board. So, then where do they go from there? Um, if they if they pulled in two wings or two centermen and a and a defenseman, did they want um. O'Connor did they want Kout and did they want Timmons if that's the three that they wanted what do you do I mean and maybe that's a question you can you know send me an email of, of if that was the deal if they wanted O'Connor Kout, Timmons and those two draft picks um, maybe that was just too much for for Joe Sackick. I don't I think he still likes Martin Kout. I would have parted with him um, Timmons, that would have been maybe the tough one to get rid of would have been Timmons. But Logan O'Connor, you know, I, I think I would have been OK passing him along, too. But then did they if you didn't want to give up Timmons, were they wanting Bowers? But then you get you're giving them three guys up front, no defense. Maybe the Devils were balking at that. You just had to find some combination of three prospects. And, and like I said, I think that's just too much for what boils down to a possible rental. And that is the sticking point in all of this, is if you had Taylor Hall for next season, I think uh, Colorado, no question about it, makes a deal. But, you know, the Devils will probably want more than what they got if if they're giving up Taylor Hall with a full year left on his contract after this year. So then, that goes. I mean, we're, now we're just going down the rabbit hole into all these what ifs, and we'll never answer them. But I think, in my opinion, I think it might have been Tibbins who who was just the the one that they didn't really want to give up on. Um, and these players that the Devils landed, not that this matters, because guy, you know, where, where guys get drafted, it it can it. <laughs> doesn't really matter where they get drafted because they can they can outplay their draft position if that makes sense. So I think uh, let's see this Nate Shar was drafted in the third round. Nick Merkley was drafted 30th overall. Um, so that's you know late first round and then Kevin Ball was drafted. Uh, late-ish second round. So it's a first, second, and third round pick that they took. Um, and like I said, that doesn't really matter. You can't say, all right, then what first, second, and third round picks do Colorado have that we could have packaged and give up? It doesn't really work that way. But just kind of for to, to know kind of what the Devils got in return in terms of where these guys were picked draft-wise. So I don't think it's that bad of a, a deal for the Devils. They do get those two... First, uh, well, those two picks. One, in, the one in twenty twenty is a first round pick, and like I said, I think it, I think Joe Sackick is. I worked too hard to get these uh, these prospects in our system, and I'm not just going to give them up like candy for um, what could equate to a rental. And in the end, I can't blame them. the The Avalanche are playing well. Um, they're well they, they lost tonight and we're going to get to that in a second but um I think that would that, that if, if they were a team that was on maybe the breaking point, the right you know they have that second wild card um, and they're kind of going back and forth between that maybe you pull the trigger. but if you're as far up in the standings as you are right now, uh, I don't blame him for not pulling that trigger. So avalanche stay put. I am okay with it. Yes, I did want to get Taylor Hall. But um, and kind of just going through what the Devils got and kind of comparing that to what the Avalanche would have had to give up. I just think it was too much. So I congratulate Joe Sackick for not getting uh, too excited about this and packaging a deal that maybe he would have regretted down the road. All right, and welcome back. So uh, now we'll get into the the, uh, game against St. Louis tonight, and I just got a notification on the phone. I was watching the game. And right towards the end of the game, you could tell the fans were chanting something. Um, I couldn't really make it out, w- make out what it was, nor did I really care too much. Um, but I just got a notification on my phone that the Blues fans were shouting, Cronky sucks. And clearly, um, if, you're, if you follow sports outside of hockey and follow what, what, what went on in football, uh, Avalanche owner uh, Stan Kroenke pulled the St. Louis Rams out of St. Louis and moved them to Los Angeles. And they still are not too happy about that. And I don't really blame them. But um, so, yeah, that's what what they were shouting at the end of that game, if you're happy to be watching the game and couldn't really make it out. And, you know, this is one where the Avalanches have to kind of sit and take it. You know, they, they played a up-and-down game um, in the end. The Blues are, I don't want to say they're just the better team. They just played better. And this is two two games in a row that they played um, in St. Louis that the Blues just had a better game. Does that mean, you know, if the Avs go up against them in a seven-game series, they can't win it? Absolutely not. The Avalanche can win these games. They have a lot of, uh, I think, three more games to play against them. Then the next ones are in Denver. Um, so let's see how they fare in home ice But it is a little bit concerning Colorado has lost six, six games in a row I think to St. Louis And this is a team you've got to beat You've beaten some really, really good teams this year um, But if you look at it A lot of them have been out of your conference You've beat uh, Boston twice You've beat uh, Toronto You've beat Tampa Bay um, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh no, they lost to Pittsburgh, but in overtime, Washington, all really good victories. Now you got to beat, like, when when Dallas was hot, I think they've come back to earth a little bit, but um, they were losing to Dallas. They've lost to St. Louis twice, uh, so you got you got to beat this team in particular because this is the team you're going to be in a dogfight with all year, and you still have those two games in hand, so it would have been nice to be up on them with those two games in hand, but clearly it, it, it didn't happen. I know a lot of people are kind of getting upset that they kind of feel St. Louis played a dirty game. Well, you know, Colorado could have could have returned the favor if they wanted, and, and I give them credit for not doing that. Um, they got their shots in, but um, I think there's a lot of, of anger on the Colorado Avalanche fan side because there were some calls that, uh, yeah, I agree with you. They should have been made, um, and they weren't. And there was one, there was a hit on, on Miko Rantanen where Nathan McKinnon was not too pleased about it. And he kind of got into it with some St. Louis um, players right in front of the St. Louis bench. So he wasn't happy about it. Shortly after that, uh, Nazem Kadri gets a double minor for high sticking. And this is when Colorado was up two to one. Colorado went down one to nothing. they gave up a goal right at the, well not right at the end of the first, I think it was less than two minutes left in the first period, um, I want to make sure, yeah, David Perrin scored um, at 1851, so that was it for the first period, first period was just very back and forth, I said yesterday Colorado needed to to just squash down that first 10 minutes, and they did just that. The fans give them credit. They stayed in it, and they should. They have a really good team. So they, it's not like Colorado was going to shut them up like they did in Boston. Um, but they they survived that first 10 minutes, and it looked like they were going to survive the first period, and they didn't. And it was not a good first period for Colorado. I think they only got six shots on goal. Um, very just basic, very just going through the motions. Uh, tomorrow, I'll have Coach Bednar's press conference, and I'm really interested to see what he says specifically about that first um, and how they turned it around in the second. So they were down one nothing, and in the first minute, Nazim Qadri uh, with a nice pass from Adam, or Ryan Graves tied it at one, and then Miko Rantanen on a power play uh, on a pass from Nathan McKinnon. They took the lead. So Things are looking better. It's a much better second. They got the shots on goal a little bit narrower. And then Kadri got that double minor. And then bam, bam, two two goals on that double minor. Perrin with one. Vince Dunn with a second. And, again, that happened with less than two minutes in the period as well. So the Avs have given up three goals at this point, all of them in the last, in the waning minutes of – their respective periods. And then you went into the third and it, and the ads really just, they couldn't get, they couldn't get good looks. Um, they, they got, we'll get to the team stats in a while. And they, and they had their share of shots on goal, but none of them um, were making the blues goalie Bennington really work for, for much. He didn't really have any outstretched limbs to make saves. They were pretty much right on his logo so, um, uh, what's his name? That Be- Perrin got an op- uh, empty net for a hat trick, and St. Louis played rough. They did. And I don't want to call it dirty, but they played rough. Um, I give a lot of credit tonight to Tyson Jost. Um, he it seemed like every time he was behind the net, um, uh, Bortuzzo was was ripping his head off. And I think there should have been some roughing calls called. They didn't, but you just have to live with that. You can't say that's why Colorado lost this game. Um, they lost the game; just were soundly outplayed. Um, as points go, Kadri, Kadri, and Rantanen with the goal, with the goals. Nathan McKinnon, Sam Gerard, Ryan Graves with the assists. And if we look at the team stats here, um, like I said, Colorado just had six shots on goal in the first, but they still ended up losing the shots on goal 35 to 28. And, and I don't really remember um, any of those shots making Bennington work. Um, face off department, they lost a the face off battle 23 to 29. Power plays, uh, both teams one for two on the power play. Uh, they both had three uh, penalties called on them. One one was, and, and the refs were just calling oh, weird things. Even against um, St. Louis, they called embellishment, which looking back on it, you're like, and this is the Blues player. I'm not trying to defend St. Louis. You know, if, if the guy embellished, I would definitely call it on him. I don't know. I just don't think the refs had the, their best game um, in calling penalties. The, the penalties that they called were kind of iffy. And the ones that they didn't call were blatant. So it was just not the best day for the Stripes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Colorado really kind of needs to regroup. They have a couple days off um, until they play Chicago. Um, and then, like I said, tomorrow we will I'll play the uh, audio from Coach Bednar's press conference. I want to see who he gives praise to. I think Tyson Jones played a very good game. Didn't show up in the stat sheet, but... Um, this is a, this is a, a rough team as we saw. Um, and he stood up, took his licks, um, doled a couple out. He's not like, you know, a big hitter like a Zdorov is, but, um, he stuck in there. So I thought he played well. Sam Girard played a better game, especially he got hurt very early, um, bleeding on the ice, not gushing blood. But I think he was gone for one shift and came right back out on the ice. So we'll see what the extent, the extent of that injury or the lack thereof for him to come out. Did he get a couple stitches and come right back out on the ice? Um, or was it just maybe a little open wound, heal it up, and get right back out there? So I, I would like to hear from Coach Benner to see his takeaway on this. And and once like Nathan McKinnon just couldn't seem to break through. He was his typical high-flying self, um, but St. Louis knows how to clamp down when they need to clamp down, and um, he had a couple good looks, but like I said, just nothing that was making their goalie work, and you know, Avalanche were kind of in control for a little bit, and like I said, just when that double minor came down and the Blues scored pretty easily on both of those penalties, um, you kind of felt like it was going to be an uphill battle for the Avs to kind of regain that lead because they put in so much effort to regain that lead. Um, and it just didn't, it wasn't working in their favor tonight. They just, they, they weren't up to the task of meeting the St. Louis Blues where they were at in terms of energy level. Um, but this is a good, this is, this is a good learning experience for them and, and to know like, all right, this is the, this is the team that we're going to have to go through. So make these next few times that you play them uh, really count. Yeah, you want to get the win, but figure them out. Figure them out. What do they do? What do they not like that you do? Um, and kind of just go from there. And and use the the season series against them as um, one big learning experience. If you do meet them in the playoffs, you are more than prepared for everything that they're going to throw at you. And they throw a lot at you. They're they're a really good team. So. Um, that is going to be it for today, guys. Like I said, Colorado is off tomorrow, and then it's into Chicago. And the other thing is, Philip Grubauer, I had said it yesterday. I wouldn't have played him tonight. I'm not tooting my own horn here. Uh, but he did start tonight, and I think Jared Bednar was thinking, he's been out long enough, I gotta get him in. Knowing that you have a back-to-back in this, uh when you play Wednesday in Chicago and then the next day back home against uh, Carolina. Knowing that he's going to have to play one of those games, I would have waited on him just 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 because Franzos is playing so well. That's right. It wouldn't have been anything against Grubauer. Uh, but knowing that he was going to be playing within the next couple days anyway, I would have given one more start to Grubauer, see how he does against one of the best in the league he's proven himself against other great teams in the league, why not give him that one more chance? I don't know. Maybe we'll hear that from, from Coach tomorrow as well. But uh, he made the decision to go with Grubauer, and he looked good for a little while. But um, he looked slow in other places. Uh, there was a wraparound goal that he just looked stagnant in. So I don't know if he's not back to 100%. But um, he made he made some good go- good saves and made some very poor maneuvers to um, save other ones, or not save other ones, so uh, we'll see. We'll see where he goes, if he's he's going to play the game against Chicago or if they're going to play uh, him in the second of the back-to-back against Carolina. We'll see where that goes, so that's going to be it for now, guys. We will preview that Chicago game tomorrow. And see where uh, what, what the Blackhawks have been doing lately in the standings and sort of team scoring and all that fun stuff like we do when a preview a game. But for now, that's it. Let's get this day over with. Yesterday over with. Thank God it's over with. If you're listening to this on uh, Tuesday, which by most of you are, uh, let's forget that day. The Avs lose out on Taylor Hall, and they lose to the St. Louis Blues. Let's move on. Here's Jovi. Go Avs, Go.